0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. A few weeks ago, uh, some members of our team had a chance to go on a special two-night pre-inaugural sailing of Royal Caribbean Cruise Line's Anthem of the Seas, um, the newest ship in their fleet. And today we're going to be discussing that experience, uh, sailing on that cruise, as well as uh, our thoughts on taking a Royal Caribbean cruise in general. But first, I'd like to start by introducing our panel this week, and I am joined by Tracy Heinrichs. Hi. She is our agent consultant. Next, we have Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. He is our client services manager, and he's also our Adventures by Disney specialist. Next up, we have Teresa Eccles. Hello. She's the manager of our Welcome Center in Port Canaveral. Um, She is also one of our agents who specializes in Disney cruises. Also joined by Corey Martin. Hello, everyone. Who is the webmaster of Dreams Unlimited Travel. And we are lucky enough to have our crack technical team working with us today. Associate producer, producer what is it? Associate producer, <laughs> Rhino Clavin. Hello. And producer, Craig Williams. Hi. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you guys for watching. I really appreciate it. So we want to talk about... This experience we had, this really great experience, we want to talk about the ship in general. Um, there's not much to talk about the itinerary. It was a two-night cruise to nowhere, basically. We went out and uh, just went out to sea far enough so that they could sort of open the casino and okay. then sailed around and then came back in. But this was a cruise that was designed specifically for travel agents and media to see the ship experience it and hopefully bring back some information to other folks and share that with others Uh, i believe there was one more short sailing after ours and then there was actually the inaugural sailing of that ship so it was very cool to do it was out of bayonne new jersey lovely bayonne we all enjoyed it very much um and one of the things that sort of was the start to the whole trip was i was very impressed by the how the check-in process worked Um, We checked in online. We'd give all our stuff online, as you usually do with Royal Caribbean. But when we got to the port, we were greeted by folks with iPads. And they asked us who we were, took our ID,
1: swiped it, took our picture, and said, okay, you're done. I I think that was a little confusing to people who cruise regularly because it's like nothing you did. When I first got out, I thought, what is this chaos? And it was all very easy, and I didn't believe it was actually what was going on. So I think the more people do it, the more that information gets out there. I think people will be more receptive to it. At first, weren't you kind of— I just said, we, we, she said, you're done, and we all went, well, what do you mean we're done? Where's our card? Why am, how come I'm not signing
0: stuff? Right. How come I'm not filling out forms? And she explained that your uh, room key will be waiting for you at your stateroom. And we all looked kind of, it was very, very weird.
1: Right. All, like, didn't believe her. Well, how's like, the information going to get on my card? Right. And it's like, oh, no, it's already on your card. I just did
2: that. And the sure. online check-in was really important because you can even upload your own photo. Right. So they already have you all set.
0: Or they took our photo curbside, which is incredible. And what was really cool. is We did get to the stateroom. When we got to the stateroom, our room key was waiting for us outside of the room in a little holder. And then when we went in, uh, on the bed waiting for us was a packet of information. And in that packet of information, Kevin is showing that we got what is basically uh, kind of like a a Disney magic band. Um, It's an RFID band that gave us things like access to the room, worked as uh, your room key, but also your credit. So if you wanted to buy something in the store, uh, order drinks at the bar
1: and things like that, it was kind of neat. It's got a very low profile also. It's not at all thick. It's...
3: I actually wore mine for the two days on the cruise. Normally, I don't. Normally, I, like with a Magic Band, I would tie it around my, you know, my wristlet or something. But with this one,
1: I actually wore it. I um, found it a little snug. It was not. It's not. Yeah, it, it kind of worked for me.
3: The thing with these, I thought they were free. Like when we got them, they were because we were on a special cruise. But in actual fact, they charge for them. They're four ninety nine each.
2: Wait, if you don't return them or no, no. from the beginning? From the beginning. If really? You, so you
3: get your room keys, but if you want to purchase these, they're purchased for four ninety nine each.
0: Huh. Now, with that said, your room key works just fine. Yes. You can use it to get it out of your room. It's all RFID. The whole ship is RFID mm-hmm. for anything you want to do. Works very well, which surprised me. So you don't have to buy this.
3: And you would still yet. need your room key to get off of the ship right. as well. Like this isn't going to be your ID when you're in port.
0: So that was a thing that kind of was the first impression. I thought that was very cool. I and thought it was very modern. Sort of walked on the ship. It was, yeah, very well done, very well run. What did you guys think of the ship when we first got there? Like the exterior? the. the
2: I didn't the... really get to see a lot of the exterior. Usually you get to see the exterior of the ship when you're at port. But I think when we came in, it was kind of blocked. We were, like, very close. But the interior of the ship, I thought I was checking into a luxury hotel.
1: Yeah, so it struck me more as a hotel. One of the things that really surprised me about this ship is there are, there don't seem to be many grand spaces. Uh, where you get like on the other Royal Caribbean ships that have the promenade where you can pretty much see from one end of the ship to the other, this was more of an upscale hotel w- or a shopping district it was yeah it, it, I, I think it makes it much more intimate.
0: so they called it the promenade, but it still had this sort of like you said a smaller feel, more intimate feel.
1: It was much more boutique than grand cruise ship
3: the decor of the ship really reminded me of the contemporary hotel very much you know the 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 colors there were a lot of um like browns and and it was just completely different than any cruise ship no neon happening
1: i was gonna say well this is very elegant and upscale Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the glitz the las vegas glitz of a uh, another cruise ship this is more in my opinion more tasteful but that's a- I agree.
0: Of all the ships we've been on, Royal Caribbean ships we've been on, this was the classiest, I thought, as far as design went. Um, then we actually got a chance to go to our stateroom, which was very nice. Um, these staterooms are a little bit smaller than Disney Cruise Line staterooms, which uh, most folks are used to. But what really impresses me about these staterooms is their balconies are so big. They have
1: one of the biggest balconies in the fleet um they're also very well laid out i was just going to say they might be smaller but in my opinion they are better designed than any other cruise ship i've ever been on it's much less as i said glitzy but everything had a spot and everything was it was just very well laid out
3: i love the wardrobe and that like around the headboard and stuff around the beds so you had your drawers there you had your closets right there i really liked how it was
1: all designed and there was the more storage area. than on Definitely. any ship I've ever been on. And mm-hmm. this we had a, a balcony stateroom. Right. This had as much storage, I would say, as some of the suites we've been in.
2: Yeah, we had plenty of room. We um, I shared a room with Will, so we had our beds divided, but... There's a difference of like maybe I don't know six yeah. inches. Yeah. You could still spoon. It wasn't far
1: enough.
3: <laughs> That's right. You could you could definitely still spoon with those. Beds. <laughs> that picture that picture
1: is deceiving. Yeah, that space, it looks farther. That space creates a shadow. <laughs> if I rolled over, the cre- the crevasse did not make exactly. a difference. It was not a difference. It was like oh, there's a lump in the bed. <laughs> you know, just they're not when separated as an kind of a subjective. Yes, term. and
3: while these staterooms were smaller than Disney, I actually found they were a little bit larger than some of the other Royal Caribbean ships I've been on in that same category. Well, I think, category. again,
0: I, I talk, we talk about the square footage is smaller, but I think the use of space was much better. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: Um, I think also designing it from the ground up, Gave them a true flat screen TV mm-hmm. that was against the wall, as opposed to the other thing that ships. surprised
1: me about the flat screen TV is it didn't move.
3: Apparently, there was a way. Somebody told me later. I didn't. I couldn't figure it out in my stateroom. But when I was doing the tours, there was a way that you could unclip something and then it would move.
1: I only I had a dis- day and a half. I didn't yeah. have time to be unclipping but things. I saw
3: one of the one of the salespeople did it when we were doing the stateroom tours, and mm-hmm. I saw her do it.
1: So you could make the it you could viewable make it, from the right, the right right sofa.
2: I will say about the bathroom, though. Like I, you know, this is my first Royal Caribbean cruise. I've I've cruised Celebrity before, but never Royal Caribbean. Um, I am used to the two separate bathrooms. Yes. Yeah. I enjoy that feature on Disney Cruise Line. There's also
0: something else too. You travel with kids, so yeah. I think that that feature is more important for people with younger kids. For Kevin and I, it doesn't make a difference. I'd rather have one big space. I enjoy that better. I,
3: I- thought everybody like, split bathrooms. <laughs> But when we were doing the stateroom tours, there were some people who would be in the rooms, because a couple of the rooms did have split bathrooms, some of the suites, and they'd be like, ooh, a split bathroom, I hate that. I'm going to be honest with you. So everybody has a different... It's not my
1: big thing. Yeah. I prefer a little more room Mm -hmm. in the one. But again, John and I travel together, so it's like we're good about sharing a bathroom. If I was traveling with someone I didn't know or someone I was friends with or kids, I would want... More brilliant. right, you yeah. have to have the split if you've
2: got kids because, yeah, if like if somebody's in the bathroom, you still have the option to brush your teeth, right? Or take a shower.
0: There's also again storage in that bathroom was incredible. Yeah, what they did with the storage in that bathroom just made it feel so much bigger.
1: And this is a cruise line shower, right? It was beautiful, great water pressure, heated up instantly, barely enough room to turn around.
3: If they're the kind with they're like capsules with the sliding doors, oh. I actually prefer them because. I I hate the curtain.
1: Ooh, always that always ends up
3: being wrapped around you or, or up against you. But, clinging to yeah. your face. <laughs> exactly. That's what I don't dancing. like about
1: Disney's split bathroom. You have to shower in that bathtub, and there's the double curtain. There's like the cotton curtain, and then there's that one that's made out of magnetic human skin contact. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the minute you get in, you are completely enveloped that's in right. this sort of slimy shower curtain. <laughs> it's
0: like a horror movie. Um, and speaking of staterooms, um, one of the nice things about this particular sailing was they opened up every category of stateroom for us to get a chance to look at. So we had a chance to do a nice tour of them. Um, I know uh, Tracy did it, I did it, and Corey did it. And one of the things is uh, I noticed is that uh, obviously they get bigger as you go into the suites and stuff, but they didn't seem to compromise going down. Like as you went to an interior stateroom, they seemed to have just as nice... Uh, layout, and things like that. And one of the things that Royal Caribbean does, kind of stole from Disney, but they do the virtual balcony. So a whole wall in an interior stateroom is a virtual balcony. You can see outside of the ship. It's a camera pointed outside. But in these staterooms, you actually have a remote, and you can adjust the camera 365 degrees so that if you're in port and you happen to not be facing Say the land, and you want to see what the land is. You can turn the camera,
2: and see I think it's lady. really. cool. I really enjoyed this feature yeah, when me too. I saw that. I mean, it was, it's massive. It's not just a little porthole. The whole it's, it was oh, the whole wall. The if, whole, if you see it, the well, photo, it, was, it
1: was the size of a patio door. Really, I think you can see it right here. That's yeah. not a window. That's the virtual porthole. That's the patio. Yeah, or the virtual balcony. Interesting.
3: And it kind of. I think it even had a curtain that goes over it, just like a Great. balcony would. As somebody who stays in insides often when I cruise um I thought these inside staterooms were were pretty cool and having that view to the outside yeah that helps yeah and being able to adjust the view that's uh, nice. it was really that's
1: cool nice I thought it was great and they put a spray bottle in there so the person that's sharing the room with you can spritz here with um, <laughs> sea spray <laughs> <laughs> it's raining <laughs>
0: um
1: and then we had
0: a chance to see the larger staterooms they're very proud of their suites and they showed off all their suites um Kevin and I usually travel in what's called an owner suite. And one of the things we liked about this ship was they changed the design a little bit. Now it's more like two separate rooms.
1: It's actually like a one-bedroom apartment. Like a one-bedroom apartment. And the right. reason we like the owner suite is John and I are not big show people. When we go on a cruise, we actually spend a lot of time in our stateroom. And having a sitting area and a dining room table sort of makes it more enjoyable for us. This, they've actually, instead of being one big room with a curtain that you pull across, there's enough of a wall that you would seriously consider this a one-bedroom stateroom. And this stateroom, too, also had two bathrooms,
0: which was really nice.
1: It had a bath and a half. Bath and a half. It had a full bathroom with shower and tub and stuff like that. And in the main living area, there was a half bath.
2: Now, is this different from the lofts? Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: The lofts are usually Um, two-story. The bedroom is upstairs. Um, we're looking at a picture of one right now and it's very, very cool.
1: In my opinion, Kevin, and I've stayed in the loft suite before, there's a lot of wasted space. Actually, Um, the first time, the day we checked in to the loft suite, we went down and asked if there was any other stateroom available. There's a great deal of open area, but it's not usable. Mm. It's a 20 foot ceiling, but you still have the same amount of furniture that you have in a regular stateroom. So it's not like all of a sudden you've got, you know. Extra places to sit or places you can have people sit and visit your stateroom. It's a lot of room, but it's not a lot of useful room. They're beautiful. I mean. They're absolutely beautiful
0: staterooms. They look great when you first walk in. They're very impressive. But for, from a functionality standpoint, I don't find them that useful.
3: Did you tour those studios? Did you see any of their studios? Yes. They have, um, they're have. they designed for single travelers. So um, you don't have the same single supplement that you would have in a regular stateroom. And um, if you, they can sleep too, but if you brought a second person, that second person, instead of paying half of a double, would pay what a third or a fourth person would be. So they were really cool. They were really good options. They're, They're square small. Single but what's in They're there. small.
1: Don't they, there's not a lot of room in them, but then they have like a it's, living room, a shared. No,
3: no, not with Royal. I'm, what's uh, the square footage on that? Do you know?
1: Is it really tiny? Not off the top no. of my head. I don't know. But I don't know what the, do the square
3: footage that. off the top of my head, but it wasn't much, it wasn't a whole lot smaller than a regular interior. Now, it's I know like, in
1: Norwegian they Norwegian
3: have used, does that, And then yes. they have like what they call the they living They have common living. areas, yeah. So
0: that leads actually to the next conversation, which is Royal Caribbean has now pioneered these family suites, which really, really impressed me. I was blown away when I saw one. It has sort of that single room mm-hmm. when you first walk in, and it has its own door, but then it opens up to a regular actual junior suite stateroom, and then there's a connecting door to another stateroom. So you can have, what is it, up to eight people?
3: And some of even more, I think, the way that they interconnect. Um, you can have like a different combinations, junior suite, balcony. Um, they were really cool.
0: This is something that really impressed me because uh, we hear all the time you know, families want to travel together and larger families want to stay together. The idea that everyone's kind of in the same room, but not really, I think was very impressive.
1: This offers a great deal of flexibility with that, too, because I'm sure they lock off and can be right. sold separately. Yes, they can.
0: Yep. And that interior room that has um, the virtual. <laughs> balcony as well so that's really cool for the kids who are staying in there um and then we saw the other things too we saw the the grand suites and the really big rooms and these are very cool and very two bedroom
3: family suites the two bedrooms
0: they're really cool really cool very impressive very well done decorated wonderfully
1: i thought so
3: yeah i thought the theming of the ship kind of came right through into the staterooms a lot of um, very classic, elegant...
1: I was just going to say, I think it's much more... I, I hate that we keep using this word, but it's much more tasteful, yeah. in my opinion. It's It looks more like a home than a cruise ship. Like a high-end home than a cruise
2: ship. Are there any standard, uh, when I say standard, uh, balcony staterooms that can hold five people? Or is it no. four? <laughs> They're maxed out at four? Um,
3: and there's very few on Royal Caribbean that can sleep four as well. Really? So with Disney, every... Category sleeps three. It's not the same thing with Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean, there's more doubles than anything else. Getting into triple and quad space is a, is really hard to do. Okay. There's some options for five, um, but generally speaking, you're into the suites. They do have some family options, but they're very few.
1: Our stateroom had the the double beds that you could make two beds or one bed, but then it also had um, a sleeper sofa. But it was. Not the sleeper sofa you're used to. One of the ones that the top flipped over and the bed was underneath it, it didn't fold out. So it wasn't even a twin bed. Right. So ours was a triple. Getting back to the balcony for just a second, I can tell you that ours was big enough that John and I had two um, easy chairs, more like just a, a lawn chair, but then we had Ottomans that went with it and we could both sit in the chair with the ottoman in front of us facing the water. Hmm. that's how deep they were and not
3: all balconies will be that deep though just the way they design the ship some will end up deeper than the others so different categories just let so everybody doesn't expect to get that deep hmm. of a balcony with every balconies category they will vary a little bit
1: it's nice to know that that's an option
3: it is yeah
0: so we talked about how the these interiors are beautiful the state rooms but i think you said it too it sort of reflects the sort of common areas of the ship as well i want to talk about some of those um again we had a two night cruise it was all very very fast so we kind of ran around and tried to see as much as possible but i gotta tell you the things that i saw really
1: really blew me away just so people understand while you say two nights we checked in at one o'clock and we had our mustard drill at four o'clock that was the first night so we had one full day yeah. where you woke up and went to sleep on the ship right and the next morning we got right off exactly. right away there's a lot to cover So let's talk about some of the
0: common areas. What was your guys' favorites? What did you look at and go, this is really cool or different to this particular cruise?
3: The music hall. Yeah. That music hall was incredible. Um, Somebody had told us it was designed after the House of Blues. Yes. And so it was two stories. Uh, The one evening they had uh, an 80s cover band in there. They were phenomenal. Like, they were really good. This wasn't cruise ship entertainment. And uh, speaking of music, I found there were so many places on the ship where there was live music happening. And you don't realize how much you miss that from other ships until you're on a ship with
2: it. This was a massive difference for like from Disney. I'm going to compare this a lot to Disney because that's right. all I've really done. Um, but this was a massive difference as far as the entertainment goes and the common areas, a lot going on. There wasn't a single kid on the ship. It's a much more adult Royal Caribbean, that's, I think, why John and I like it so much. There's a more of
1: an adult vibe, but we're not traveling with any kids.
0: I think you also have to understand, too, that this was a special sailing. Right. There will, there will be kids in other sailings. I
1: people. was shocked at how much space they allotted to this music hall. Yeah. It sits right in the middle of the ship, that's great... and it is two stories, and it takes up, you have to walk around it to get every place. I'm not,
0: oh. a, I'm not a bar person. I'm not someone who goes, oh, let's go into a bar and sit down and have a drink. We went in there like three times. And had like a soda. It was just really cool. Well designed. Also,
1: it's not just one open area. There were little sitting areas, and all yep. of the furniture was different. I don't. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but you might be up in a corner, and it was all one kind of furniture. If you went ten feet, it was an entirely different yeah. sitting area with an entirely
2: different theme. It was very well done. And I'm a night owl, so you know, being on a Disney cruise ship and things start closing down around twelve thirty ish. I mean, this was up till 4 a.m.
1: Now, this is also the dance club, the nightclub, right. the live music venue. This is not the theater, but this is, would be and any kind of nightclub area on any other ship. Mm-hmm. This was it. Yeah.
3: The great part about this area, though, was like on the second floor, like you were saying with the different furniture, there were areas where there all of a sudden would be sofas set up. And so you could sit in this, you know, sofas and chairs and have a conversation. Even though you're in a nightclub with live music happening, mm-hmm. you weren't necessarily in this situation where it was loud music where you couldn't have a conversation. It was just really, really unique and probably one of my favorite places on mm-hmm. the ship.
0: I agree. It was beautiful. The other thing on this ship, this is the every day. Royal Caribbean ship has to have something new and different to sort of bring in new crowds. And on this ship, they have what's called the North Star. And this is the giant glass bubble, kind of like um, the Ferris wheel that's in Orlando or London. And you actually ride in that bubble, and it goes out over the edge of the ship. And you can see the ship, or if you're in port, you get to see the port. Wait, no. It no, 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 here's or the or thing. No.
2: I was disap I didn't do it, but I was disappointed in what I thought it was going to do. I thought it was going to bring you over the side of the ship and kind of dangle you over the water with like a clear floor and like, oh no, if it falls,
0: I'm dead. That's my <laughs> impression just, of what it was supposed to do. No, you it just kind of just goes up straight and straight up and down. Oh, you
3: do get three hundred sixty degree views up there, but it does just go right up and down. Well, uh.
1: In all the marketing, it shows it going off the side yeah. of the ship. Bro. I know.
3: And I, I don't know if on the quantum the, the Quantum was the first ship with that, with the North Star. So I don't know if on the Quantum they did that and maybe thought it didn't work. Because on the Anthem, I think it was just straight up and down. And everything I've seen from the Anthem, the pictures are only of it straight up and now,
1: down. Now, also, you have to know that this is only holds a couple people. right? Unlike the London Eye, where you can get 20 or 30 people in each.
3: I think, it, I think a capsule, I'm trying to remember, I think they said 14 or 16.
1: Here's the deal, though. They're going to weigh you. You yes. have to be weighed,
0: yeah, yeah, so it depends I was out. on you know. <laughs> we all said we were out, but it really depends
1: on how. anything Anything that is required to, that to know my weight, I'm not doing right. it, <laughs> or sign an insurance yeah. waiver. If um,
3: lying about my weight is, is going to result in me dying, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> this is right over the main pool area, so I would expect to wait in line. This is going to be popular. Right. One of our agents you, had a chance to do it. Beth
0: Zada was on our cruise with us, and. Tracy, what was her sort of She
1: really of it? enjoyed
3: it. She wanted to do it. I was like, yeah, I'm out. But she went. She enjoyed it. She had. A, they had given us special passes so that she could bypass the line a little bit. Um, but she loved the views from up there. She said it was very smooth. That was one of the questions I asked. Like, when you're going up and down, is it kind of of a jerky thing? And she said it was very smooth. It was good views. Their ride was – their long time in there was a little bit shorter just because of the type of cruise it was. Just like an um, elevator. Sort not – it's – you're
1: not
2: really. It's a glass bubble <laughs> that takes you up off the deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, At sea, it's probably not as cool as being like being at port where right. you can see more things around right. you because
1: because you, you, you go up,
2: you just see more water.
1: You can also get a 360-degree view from the deck.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> yeah. you just have <laughs> to turn around.
3: You can also book the North Star in advance so when you're doing your pre-cruise planning, you can make your appointment so you don't have to just stand in line as well.
1: This is not... It's not draw. my thing, this is not a selling point. Not to my me. thing, I agree. Yeah, so speaking of other outside
0: areas, they have the pools like any other ship. The pool areas were very nice. Um, we didn't go in any, I of the really like the solarium area.
1: That was on my this favorite. ship. Yeah. They did something that is so brilliant in the solarium area. I think they did it in the regular area too. They've actually put chaise lounges in the water. Yeah.
0: Just real quick, talk about the solarium is actually the adult section mm-hmm. of the pool area. Um, 18 or over. 18 years of age or older, get to go into the solarium. Um, There's obviously, there's a bar in there, and there's service. There's also a restaurant in there that's different cuisines depending on the time of day. But yeah, this is an incredible
1: space. We tried the healthy cuisine. (laughs) (laughs) We went and had burgers afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) We went to Johnny Rockets afterwards. Um, One of the nice things about the solarium, as someone who travels as an adult, is there are different levels of hot tub. It's kind of a cascading effect where you, the hottest ones are at the top and they get progressively cooler. So the ones at the bottom were less warm for people who find hot tubs a little too intense. And I thought. Or that, disgusting and gross. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: or, Tracy. Yeah. or Tracy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, something else they had in the solarium, which was very cool. They had an adult swing. Well, what
0: they had a swing.
2: It was a tile swing. It was fit great. On.
1: It
0: wasn't an adult swing.
1: <laughs> I, ju- I, chose, I, I chose my words I carefully. I know you did. Um, it's a swing that is, uh, is suspended from the ceiling and it's wide enough for two people to sit on. And I, I mean, you're not going to. Do get Did they weigh you first? No, you didn't I mean, have <laughs> There was no one there checking anything. Okay. However, I do imagine if you were the person who broke the swing, the humiliation level would be high. <laughs>
0: in addition to the music hall there's other venues on the ship there's their regular um uh auditorium type of space we'll talk a little bit cruise about the ship shows. theater cruise ship theater we'll talk about the shows in a minute but there's um another area on the ship that's very very unique just to this class of ship and it's called 270 two 70. And it refers to the fact that there's
1: 270 degrees of view. Actually, the 70 has the little degree circle next right. to it. So it's 270 degrees. And
0: this is on the back of the ship. It's a beautiful space. Um, it's a place where you can go during the day and just sort of hang out and get drinks or read or enjoy the
1: view of the ocean. You know how you guys said the music hall was your favorite? I thought this was the most unique space on any ship I've ever been on.
2: I love how they bring nature inside the ship. There's a lot of areas with plants and greenery. Fresh flowers. Yeah.
1: A lot of fresh flowers the flowers on, on this, I, I don't know that that will be I don't know either, thing. but that was really... They were, I, as a oh, matter of fact, I took my picture next to a couple of them. They were pretty spectacular. I'm not showing them now. Um, but they were pretty spectacular. Uh, in the evening, there's a show. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk about the shows together.
0: A little bit later once we get there, so be prepared. Um,
3: so in that space, there's floor to ceiling windows, right? Right, and then when we went at night, that's what became the screens mm-hmm. screen for the show, right? Because no, at night, actually, it was like you're in a totally different spot, they
1: became opaque, you couldn't see through, them, right? But they were not the moving screens, no, were, no, no, no. Right. but they were, yeah, I right. know what you mean.
0: We'll talk more about but. that later. Um, there's, uh, in addition to. Areas for adults, there's areas for kids as well. There's the lounge for teens. Um, a lot of these areas for us were uh, used for other places for media production, so we couldn't get in and take pictures. But Royal creaming does a really good job with sort of providing those spaces for One
1: kids. One of the things that surprised me is the teen area is usually tucked, either up on the highest deck on the back of the ship, or it's usually on the lowest deck way over in the corner. All right. The living room is the with the teen area was right at the entrance to the um, buffet, to the Windjammer buffet. So it's direct. It's right because in they know the teenagers need direct access to food <laughs> right. at all times. Well, I also <laughs> think it's kind of like I like the idea that it wasn't hidden. Mm-hmm. Right. I like the fact yeah. that it was right out there in the open for everybody to see what it was.
3: I think Royal Caribbean is making really big strides in their kid programming. Um, I don't. They're not at Disney level yet. They're just not, uh, but they're getting closer. Are. There I are times where they're... there's things that you're paying f- for more, so there's different aspects to a kids club on Royal Caribbean ship. But I think as they keep building new ships, and they keep, you know, they keep moving forward, I think they're just getting closer and closer.
1: I also think they're doing things more for uh, kids that aren't in the youngest. Levels. I think so too. Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff that, and while there's an extra charge to it. Royal Caribbean is much less expensive than an all-inclusive yeah, Disney trip. that's right. But there are things that are going to appeal to your tween and teenager that I think other cruise ships aren't doing.
3: Right. Can when you- I have clients ask me um, about kids and ages, and <clears throat> I think the younger children on a Royal Caribbean ship are going to have a harder time. I agree. Um, those with smaller kids. I think this is really they're really trying to capture that maybe 10, 11, you know, 10 to 13 market A little and more higher. Autonomous. Right. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely.
0: That actually brings us to the next area, which is the c This is something that, really i thought was awesome this impressed me this is their um flexible space and during the day depending on what their activities are the space actually changes to accommodate it first and foremost there's table games there's like ice hockey there's some video games it's two air levels. hockey there's an xbox What'd room ice hockey i'm oh, sorry there's air <laughs> hockey no there's no ice
1: there's air <laughs> hockey Say again, Corey, I'm sorry.
2: And the, there's, a whole, there's a whole Xbox room. So if you just want to play video games the whole time, there's a whole room just for that. And
1: as you can see from the picture, it's used as a sports court.
0: So there's a main floor that's uh, for basketball. And then at one point during the day, they change it over, and it's roller skating. Roller skating. Roller skating is available. And then what I thought was the coolest thing was at another point during the day, they change it, and it's bumper cars. So they actually lower the bumper cars out of the... Ceiling and they push them out there, and you can go and ride in the bumper cars. Did you do it? I did not do it. We actually got there as they were putting them away, but I thought that was really neat. This place
2: is massive. I just can't even believe. I mean, how huge it is. They
1: have dedicated a lot of space to this. We had about thirty-six hours on the ship of useful time, and that included sleeping and eating.
2: Right. So, (laughs) so you know where our priorities were. (laughs) Right.
1: We slept and ate really well, but. It was, you couldn't get to everything. We tried to see every space, but you couldn't participate in everything. Did
3: they weigh you for the bumper cars, you think? No, I don't
1: think <laughs> they were. There might have been nope. a height requirement. But there are bumper cars for you to sit in.
3: Oh. To try. To try. So you see, once they have a, a test seat, I know I'm out. <laughs>
1: I thought this was incredible. The reason I saw the space. bumper cars yeah. is the hot dog stand was there. <laughs> exactly. Let's go find the hot dogs. Oh, look.
3: Oh,
0: Here's look bumper area. cars.
1: Uh, all right. So let's
0: talk about things like the food that's available. Um, beyond uh, the main restaurants, which uh, we had a chance, some of us had a chance to experience, there's also a lot of places to eat on this ship. We talked about the hot dog stand that's next to SeaPlex. In my opinion, not very good. Wasn't my favorite thing we tried.
1: This is very esoteric, but it's because they use the wrong kind of hot dog roll. Yeah, you get more like a hoagie roll, so the hot dog to bun ratio is wrong. (laughs) It was a cruise ship hot dog. No, well, actually, they have like six or seven different kinds of hot dogs. Really? Yeah, sausages, 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 Germans, Coney Mm -hmm. Islands, but they put everything on this hoagie roll, so. It's just it's the wrong ratio, and all this is out of out of pocket, right? It's not included. No, the hot dog no. place is included. It's right.
3: a yeah. So if you talk about some of the places that are free to eat, um, there's the hot dog place, uh, the buffet, which the uh, four main restaurants. Um, there's the, uh, Sorrento, is it Sorrento's? Sorrento's 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 pizza And right. the promenade. says the
1: four main restaurants, the Anthem does not have a main dining room. Right. They have four restaurants that are kind of connected
3: they have dynamic
1: dining they that are the, they are they take the place of the main dining room so you have your choice of the four different food styles
0: but go back to let's go back to again that there are some that are are included obviously your main dining is included uh there was is, a
3: cafe at that 270 that was included where we got the roast beef right. sandwiches found those the first day right. um, That's so there weird. are so many places to eat that are complimentary Okay. And then you get into the paid stuff. So there's specialty restaurants to pay. There's Michael's Pub where you could pay. Jamie Oliver has an Italian restaurant on board. There's Chops a... Chops is there as a usual. A sushi place. Sushi. There's Johnny Azumi. Rockets. Mm-hmm. We,
0: we pay... Now, again, in my opinion, though, the price for Johnny Rockets is so low. Right. That it's, you know, it's negligible.
1: The sushi restaurant is Izumi. And the sushi is unbelievably less expensive than you would pay any place on land. The two, two people can eat for $10 or $15 and have a full meal of sushi. So the prices are considerably less. I
2: but- want to talk about the... What I loved about the buffet that mm-hmm. it's not a single row where you have to wait in line, even if you don't want something in that in that row. It, it's like broken up into little pods. One of the of things soup is soup and American. The
0: buffet is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So if you don't want to eat in any of the main
1: restaurants, you can actually
0: to- part of it is open 24
1: hours a day.
0: That little sort of front area cafe area,
1: which I found, I think that's amazing. Because sometimes when you're busy on a cruise ship, it gets to be eight or nine o'clock. And if you've missed the main dining room, you're kind of down to a a cheeseburger or a room service.
3: If you're lucky, yeah. Yeah. That's my biggest thing I love about Royal Caribbean is that I can eat when it works for me. I can eat what I want, when I want, when it works for me. And again, comparing it to Disney, when we do our podcast cruises on Disney, we're working at weird, strange hours. We've got things going on. I can't tell you how many times I have to eat chicken fingers in that week.
2: Oh, I know. Because there's just no
3: other option going on. But I find with Royal Caribbean, just about any time of the day or night, I can find what I want or something uh, without having to be stuck by that time. And as far as dining goes especially, I I kept calling this cruise the anti-cruise. Because it was, it's like everything you know about traditional cruising is out the window. And it's just, it's just so much more flexible.
1: I think that's one of the things I loved about it. Me too. Mm Absolutely. Was that even from check-in, this was different.
3: It was just unconventional from the beginning. And this cruise also, in in addition to media people, had some of like the the Pinnacle Club. Um, They were special invited guests. And these are people who have sailed over 700 nights on Royal Caribbean. So these are your diehards. And they... Many of them were a little bit lost. <laughs> they were, they were a lot, there was a lot of grumbling coming from them. But you got to remember, in, to sail 700 nights, chances are you're hitting 60, 70, 80 years of age. Because that's a lot of commitment. And so they've been cruising for a long time the same way.
1: If you're not open to change, yes, this might be difficult. If you're <laughs> a diehard cruiser and you're not open to something new. I think this is a new paradigm. It's
0: Let's talk a little bit about the food. Um, Kevin and I did not go to the restaurants. We
1: but there actually, was a choice for that. There was a reason for that. Right. There right. was a bunch of us, and other people were. right.
0: We decided that, at one point, we decided that, listen, we were going to go do kind of what we normally do on a cruise, which is Kevin and I would go to the buffet. We have some shots of the food on the buffet. The choices were incredible. I have not seen this many choices on a cruise
1: ever. And any cruise I've ever been on, one night was Beef Wellington. We had Beef Wellington off a buffet. And you would stand there and they would bring out this uh, beef filet wrapped in puff pastry. And as they stood there and sliced it, it disappeared. I mean, people were like, yes, more, more, more. It was delicious. But then, within seconds, there was another one. I found the food really, really good.
0: Anything from salads to charcuterie to you can have something specially made. One night was homemade quesadillas made to order. The the buffet blew me away. It was absolutely incredible. Now, the rest of our team went and did the dining room. However, they did something different on this cruise. They wanted to make sure you experienced some of the food from each restaurant. So I'll let you explain, Tracy, what happened.
3: So what they did was that we had a, they called it a tasting menu. And so basically, what it did was it gave us samples from each restaurant. So they would say, you know, you would have the choice of three or four appetizers, and they would tell you what restaurants they came from. Um, it it was—it's the American Grill, Chic. There's an Asian place. There's silk. Silk. Thank you. Um,
1: American Icon.
3: The American Icon, Chic. The Grand. Silk and the Grand.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And so they. Um, Each item was from there. It was really... I liked everything we had. Now, there's certain restaurants, if I was doing a regular sailing, there's certain restaurants where I probably wouldn't go to, and so I would book ahead in in the restaurants that I would. In general, I found the food in the main dining room probably a little bit better than what I've had in other Royal Caribbean sailings. In general, I also find Royal Caribbean main dining room food to be a little scaled down compared to, again, Disney, uh, just because there's so many more options to eat at the more specialty restaurants. So I find you're not getting your best cut of meat in the main dining room, things like that. Hmm. Um, but we were really happy with what we ordered. Yeah. I
2: did did my fair share of escargot on the last night.
1: Yeah. I found the food in the buffet better than any ship I've ever been on. Now there is something to be said for the fact that we were all invited. Right. Right. So I, you know, there's always the possibility that this would be Mm -hmm. special for us. Right.
0: That wouldn't be typical of what you see. But I can't imagine that
1: they would do that. They've got to fill that that space with something. One part of the buffet was nothing but a bakery. And that's the first thing you see when you walk in. And John says to me, I don't need to go any further than this.
0: (laughs) Did you find some of the food that was offered to you a little bit? Uh, exotic That's something that maybe you might not have tried.
2: No such thing for me.
3: Yeah, I did a little. There were some things on the menu from the other restaurants. Like Chic is probably not a restaurant where I would Mm go. Um, And so I found them. They would be a little bit outside of what I would normally order. Uh, So... You know, But the great thing is for people who are more adventurous than I am, like I know Chris and Ben would have loved that, met, mm-hmm. You know, being the different restaurants to have the different choice. Can I talk a little bit about dynamic dining and how that's working? Sure. So with dynamic dining, it's kind of on the other ships that you have my time, dynamic dining, you rotate through the four different restaurants. So you can do that in a couple different ways. One is you can book in advance in your pre-planning, and you can decide that you're just going to, maybe every night you're just going to book American Icon. You can do that. Um, or if you want a, mer- a dynamic dining classic you sign up for that early or late and then they rotate you through the four restaurants and then you would just, similar to way disney would do rotational dining they would do the same thing with that so there's a couple ways to do it you also don't have to book it in advance i don't book anything in advance when i cruise and on the ships there's two lines there's people with reservations and people without and so on any of the Royal Caribbean ships I go on, when I do my time, I don't book in advance. And so I may have to wait a little bit longer, or maybe that day I can make a reservation for that evening once I know what my schedule's like. And again, that's one of the things I love.
1: Also, Royal Caribbean has signs where you can touch dining, and it will tell you which restaurant at the time you're looking at has availability. It'll tell you what percentage yeah. it is full. So if you say to yourself, listen, I'm really hungry right now. And I don't care where we. Eat. You can find a restaurant that has openings. If you're looking for a certain type of food, for instance, you're interested in the Japanese restaurant Izumi. You can find Izumi and see when it's going to be the when there's room available. It's it's very cool. You can also do this from your stateroom television.
0: One of the things I think happens is people are in that mindset of I
1: have to plan every minute of my trip ahead of time. That's so, because Walt Disney World has treated right. tra- trained you that you have to know six months in advance that you want to eat at liberty tree tavern and
0: one of the things that i like about royal caribbean in general is that i feel like we don't that we have that option of we could go to a specialty restaurant tonight or we could go to the buffet or we could go to the main dining rooms you know so i i like that option for royal caribbean much
1: better before we go on the specialty restaurants were not available to us the specialty restaurants were for invited guests only so each night there were people who had been invited into a specialty restaurant. And I think because the Pinnacle members right. were on the ship, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that went to a pi- as a perk to a Pinnacle member. And trust me, if you've booked 700 nights, you deserve to eat in a specialty restaurant.
0: I agree. Let's talk a little bit about the entertainment. Um, I know you went to the main show.
1: We did. We went to see We Will
3: Rock You. Excellent. And I've seen that on land more than once. Uh, and I thought it was very comparable. I didn't love the guy that they had in the lead acting as much, but it, this is Broadway quality.
1: This the, the, is "We Will Rock You" is the Queen musical. Yeah, and it was
3: um, it was full length. Like I was expecting like a forty five minute version of it. It hit just under two hours. I think like it was a full. That's length, a long
1: show for a, a it long is, show.
3: It was a full length, full on production, and it, I thought it was really, really well done.
1: Did you get a
0: chance to see that, Corey? Did I you did not. Know? No. Uh, yeah, Kevin and I opted for the Casino show. Is what we, we did. Yeah, uh, um, you know, we would go to a casino on a regular cruise, so we thought, let's go to the casino. We enjoyed it very much. Uh, it's a good size casino, if that's what you're interested in. It had everything we wanted to play. It seemed a little empty, but I think it was the crowd that was on that sailing.
1: I also think they've again, while there's no, there's no huge sight line where you where you can see from one end of the casino to the other, there seemed to be. I know that doesn't look like that in that picture. That picture doesn't really talk about what <laughs> I, I'm suggesting. But it seemed like the casino was broken up into smaller areas, which were a little more... I think you can
0: can see that sort of terminates there, and then there's more to the casino beyond that. Um, All right, so I've been specifically leaving this to the end of the entertainment. The entire cruise, pretty much all you kept hearing was, you have to go see the nighttime show, Spectra's Cabaret. Cabaret. It's in the 270-degree area of the ship we talked about that being during the day this beautiful open area but over the speakers the captain would come on and make sure you go see it there's no, no spaces left you're gonna miss out if you don't get to
3: see it and they convinced us because we made a reservation for it we, we did. did. We, panicked. And we are all anti-cruisers we make reservations for nothing and I was like, <laughs> we're gonna miss
0: out on the best thing on earth
3: okay.
0: we ran into uh cory and will at one point and will thought this was the best thing he'd ever seen so we thought, oh, my God, we have to go see this.
2: <laughs> now so they were... showed it more than once. Yes. Like a hundred times. Will oh, and okay. I actually just walked in. We didn't even know what was going on. We're like, what's that music? So it was, it, I think it was halfway, halfway done, and we saw the screens kind of moving and people coming up out of the floor. Yeah, so, if you see the
1: circles in the ceiling, they play an important part of the show. Right. People drop out of those. Right.
0: So let me give a, I'll try to give a little bit of explanation because it's kind of hard to define. <laughs> Spectra is your host. And you're at his cabaret, and there is singers and dancers and Cirque du Soleil like performances all going on, sort of in front of you and around you, and there are five giant screens. Do you remember how big these screens were?
2: Yeah, no, they were massive. They are
1: huge, yeah. huge screens, and they kind of. I'm, I'm guessing like eight by ten each. They Mm -hmm. were huge Feet by
0: 10 feet Yeah Feet feet by 10 feet And they played projections And they moved independent of each other And did this sort of ballet That was very cool The rest of it (laughs) We kind of all looked at each other like Why are we still sitting here? (laughs) Why haven't we left (laughs) yet? Of the
1: five of us there Four of us were underwhelmed However one of the people in our group Kept saying to me Don't you think this is the best thing you've ever seen? It's a matter of opinion I guess
2: I do you well, when y'all said y'all made a reservation, I'm like, yeah, you made a reservation? Because we were there. It was kind of no empty. They Did you weren't letting
1: us in without it. <laughs> no. my God. It was like we were. Eating. And it wasn't just the cruise director. The captain's name was Captain Close. I all want you to know that. I thought that was very cool. Captain Close made this announcement several times. If we didn't do it, we weren't going to be part of the cruise cool right, kids. You were going to get off the ship and people were going to pelt you with rocks. And <laughs> we beautiful.
3: almost had to get blood samples to get in to prove it was us with the reservation.
0: What's your stateroom. Who are you with?
3: So.
1: Explain a little bit of what you remember from it. (laughs) Spectra? Do you know what Christmas tinsel looks like? Spectra was a middle-aged man wearing a Christmas tinsel <laughs> jacket <laughs> and no shirt. he pictures of this? He was no. fabulous. And he, I he, think we were he, so in shock. shock. He <laughs> didn't, <laughs> he he didn't have a shirt. Well, they asked us not to, too. And you, uh, you know the... Wait, wait, what, wait. He didn't wear a shirt? No, just a Christmas, a Christmas tinsel jacket and the tightest pants you've ever seen. He looked a little bit like Annie Lennox, mm-hmm. gear from Norway, I'll and Liza it. Minnelli. Okay, I'm picturing that's, Joel that's a good description. something. I don't you know, know. The, the, the lights that they use when they're directing traffic at Disney? Yeah. He had one that was about three feet long, and he did the model walk. That would have been his, like a lightsaber. Kind of, but it was red. And he, wa- he did the model walk where his hips were the first thing that entered the room, and his shoulders were back. And he walked around the space screaming, hit me with your rhythm stick.
2: <laughs> Hit me. Was this adult only? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. Uh, I, I, I don't,
1: I, it didn't seem like it would it be wasn't inappropriate off for color. kids. It was inappropriate for didn't say for me. anything off color. However, it was. with your rhythm This would have been. Down. That's a song. Oh, that was on the radio. This would have been the most exciting thing you've ever seen in 1982. And that's when the music was from. I mean,
0: they did the conga.
1: They did, come on, baby, shake your conga. They did the Sugar Hill Gang rap. Like, we're not talking modern rap, we're talking original rap. Um, They had Cirque du Soleil performers. And what did he keep calling the singers? These are my music oracles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the music oracles dropped out of the I don't the remember ceiling. that much <laughs> about the show. Um, <laughs> but, and and like, people yeah. drop out of ceiling yeah. and spin on wires. You know how they spin so on those curtains up. in Cirque du Soleil? There's a lot of curtain swinging. Um, and the stage goes to different levels, and people pop up here and people pop up there. Technically... This yes. show was spectacular. That's what I would say. The technical part yeah. of it. I would good suggest you see the show for that. I would see, suggest you see the rest of the show just for the hoot factor. This is, get a couple of boat drinks and enjoy the show. But it was, there wasn't any music that was has been, is I would say 1985 was the music. That was the last date of the music they used. And then
0: at one point, They're all doing their stuff and spinning and singing and popping out of the floor, and he gets a giant, oversized drink and just starts stomping through the
1: audience (laughs) with his big, oversized drink in his hand. And again, doing that model stomp where his hips were out in front. And
3: so, the idea is he's the lounge host. Like we've all come to his cabaret, and he's the host. So he would interact with certain people. He we made sure he avoided us exactly, but he would interact with certain people and. And it was just, it was bizarre. It was so far out of anything that I would ever choose to see. But, like Kevin said, I think you might
2: have to be drunk.
1: At
3: one point, technology. They turned on
1: a black light, and the characters all had on glow costumes, and they did the It was very trippy.
3: Yeah
2: especially with the screens. I, I, mm-hmm. I was checking out the, the try, try, was, trying to see the technology behind the screens Cause each screen had a robot behind it no. kind of moving. And I was like, that's kind of amazing. Kinda
1: neat. But also amazing. the stage going up and down and the people coming yeah. up and down out of the stage. At one point he was in this giant net and he looked like the little mermaid. And it was like, you're not supposed to eat tuna cause they get caught in the nets. I wasn't quite sure what the message <laughs> was. <laughs> wow. You pay more attention yeah, than were, I did. Wow. But, I didn't hear that. <laughs> but, but honestly, it was like nothing
3: I've ever seen on a cruise ship. Like you, the, you should the, go. Right. The technology involved, the, the performance factor. Go for I five mean, these minutes were, and These then were walk artists out. as far as like the tra- what they were doing on the
1: trapeze and the Cirque right. du
2: Soleil stuff. And you can walk in. They were, and the bar is open even during yeah. the show. Right.
1: And this gentleman was chosen to perform for Simon Cowell's 50th birthday. That's what the sign said. They told us that a lot.
3: Was Simon impressed with this?
0: I
1: mean, I, I, I didn't get to talk to Simon. I read this on a sign. Simon wasn't there. <laughs> it just seems part. very
3: busy. It was.
1: That is, yeah, that is like, like sort of overload work. kind yeah. of. Here's, Here's the period. deal: on a two night cruise, I kept thinking we could be in the casino. On a seven night cruise, I would think this is fun. It's something to, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so that was just weird. So the other thing that was kind of the big deal on this ship, one of the things that's in all of the advertising that they talk about and they talk about quite a bit on the ship itself, is something called the Bionic Bar. And this is their robot bar where the robots are making drinks for guests. Um, I witnessed it from afar. Um, Tracy had a very good point. It was positioned in one of the worst places. Right. It was like right in the middle of a thoroughfare, so it created this bottleneck.
1: And nobody, not a lot of people were ordering the drinks. A lot of people were standing around watching this happen.
0: And when you, th- when you think about a robot bar, think about you know, those um, scenes you see of a, of a car production line. Mm-hmm. And they have those arms that are welding something and then screwing a screw. So Aww. there's two of these arms. It was actually kind of neat. It's
1: not like one Rodney robot shaking your drink. No. no. Down no, down. no. Have you ever bought paint at Home Depot? Yes. It's kind of the same principle. The paint goes under the thing, and the little machine goes boop 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 boop, and then they put it on the shaker, and then you have your paint. That's kind of what this is.
2: And right? it, you can order your drinks through iPads. Like yes. there are like these iPads. And uh, you can
1: create drinks too,
3: right?
2: I we I played it. It wouldn't work for me. Right. And most of the most of the crews, it didn't work. Yeah.
1: Now I do have to tell you, I was told a story that when the Quantum first set sail. They had to shut this down for six months because the robot would forget to put the top on the shaker <laughs> and would soak everybody within 20 feet. So that, that it's now working. Um, when this worked, it created havoc in a very major thoroughfare on the ship.
3: Yeah, it would just totally block traffic because everybody would be sitting there watching, and you couldn't walk by. And it was like a, it was like a corridor. It was like the upper part of the promenade. I
2: thought it was going to be like a bar where, Mm -hmm. like, like like maybe there was like a dance floor, and then like this was the bartender. Yeah, like a bunch of a bunch of robots happening in
3: the center of a bar. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And but things going on around it, and I, like they say, it's. uh, Mixology meets technology. Well, that's exactly what it is. I wanted to try it because I wanted to see how strong the drinks are. Because you can ask a bartender, hey, even though everything's kind of pre measured, you know, can you add an extra shot in there? Or is it.
1: I also thought this was going to go like do the Tom Cruise thing in. cocktail.
3: Speaking
2: of the 80s. (laughs) I would like flip the cups. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and it doesn't go get the bottle of alcohol. The bottles of alcohol are hung from the ceiling upside down, so I'm not joking when I compare it to the Home Depot paint section. It goes around, and the bottle goes, and puts the stuff in.
0: It's actually, I thought it was very neat. It was very cool to watch. I'm hoping we can get a video up of it um, so folks can see what it looks like. And the the only other thing I want to say, too, is if you are very, very anxious to drink, this is not the place to That's go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they actually have a timer of how long it will take you to get your drink.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like the deli at Publix. It tells you you're you're going to be ready, and you can order your drink in 22 minutes. There are 17 people ahead of you.
3: Also on the sailing, the bars were open
1: it was free alcohol.
3: Oh,
0: Oh, that could have a lot to
1: do with it. That could have had
3: a lot to do Uh, with
0: it, too. I think in general, people are going to want to order drinks there. Yeah. All right, so um, real quick, let's wrap up this conversation. I'd like to find out, uh, you guys, what did you think overall of the ship? Um, We can't really talk too much about the sailing itself because, again, we didn't go anywhere. But as far as the ship in general, what did you think, Tracy?
3: I loved the ship. As soon as I got home, I didn't even get off the ship. And I was texting my husband and saying, we have to get back yeah. on the ship. All I can think about, I was looking at itineraries actually this week. Um, it This out of New Jersey is going to be sailing into New Jersey for a while. It's doing some Caribbean stuff. Um, and there's a little bit of can- Canada, New England stuff happening. Bermuda. It's doing five-night Bermuda sailings. Uh, so there's some opportunity there. And I cannot wait to get back on that ship.
1: I was ready to rebook while we were on the ship. One of the things I remember, you asked me what I thought was cool. Um... At one point there was a place where you could put your hands and this was in like a main lobby area and there was a chandelier overhead with which it was hundreds of the old Edison bulbs but you put your hands on oh, the hand thing yeah, yeah. and the chandelier flickered to your heartbeat. Mm. So you could stand there and watch your heartbeat. I might have done that that at 4 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. Oh, my God, it's not working. (laughs) I think I was so excited about this ship. I think this ship is lovely. And because we only had 36 hours, I didn't get to explore all of the things. I think they've fixed a lot of things. I'm going to give you a small example. Johnny Rockets in other places is a small little contained Mm. diner. Johnny Rockets is now on the regular pool deck and while johnny rocket sits off in a corner the whole pool deck is their seating area right so i think they have taken they've listened or realized where bottlenecks were and have fixed things i was very excited about the ship and would have gone back if they had told me i could have stayed on i would have stayed on another week i didn't have enough clothes but i would have stayed on
2: anyway
0: Corey, this was your first ever royal caribbean cruise and i realize it's not a typical cruise but what did you think
2: I thought the ship was beautiful. It's very elegant. Um, there's a lot to do. I mean, there's. I, I can't see having a lot of downtime on this ship. There's a lot to do, whether it's selections of places just to hang out, lounges like vintages. They specialize in wine. You go to the pub, they have, have beer. Tapas, they
1: sell tapas and um, vintages also. I don't know if you there's knew that.
2: So many, there's so many little places to do for adults. Now, Bringing young kids on here, I, I I was walking around going, okay, I just want to bring Julie. Julie and I would have a great time, <laughs> but not with our kids. Um, but but yeah, with there the, was, they're five and six. I want to yeah, say, that we yeah, point I
0: think kids are a little too young. You point out too, there are DreamWorks characters on right. board, and there's I, we saw Princess Fiona a lot, right? There's DreamWorks Experience. Yeah. There's uh, I think there's a breakfast,
3: and we weren't able to see the kids clothes, the kids areas on this ship. Right. So right. in fairness,
0: but I agree. I feel that it's a little bit for a little bit older.
1: Uh, child as well you use the word elegant would you ask also we had the word comfortable oh 100 but comfortable yeah um excellent
0: if anybody is interested in booking a royal caribbean cruise line sailing you can write to any of us um our email addresses are on the screen as you see us but you can write to me john at dreamsunlimitedtravel dot and i will make sure that you get to one of our royal caribbean cruise line experts and speaking of our age, our experts Uh, Each week, at the end of every show, we're going to do an agent spotlight, and we're going to highlight a couple of our Dreams Unlimited travel agents, so you get a chance to meet the folks who can't be here personally in the studio and record with us, but maybe uh, you can put a face to a name for your particular agent. So let's do, we're going to do two uh, today, or we're going to do one today, thank you, and we're going to start with, or just be, Tammy Omar. Uh, My plan here was I was going to read these. But that's a little far away. So I'm going to do, Tammy lives in Rhode Island with her husband, Kevin, their three beagle girls, and Cat Coconut. Not the only crazy cat agent we have, Teresa. Yeah, I know. I love Tammy. Her hobbies include bike riding, spending time near the ocean or mountains, family time, and traveling. Her favorite vacation spots are Disney and anywhere in the Caribbean. Besides Disney destinations, Tammy specializes in Royal Caribbean Cruises and sandals and beaches, all included reservations. So, vacations. So, you can write to Tammy at Tammy O at com if you'd like to get a quote or start a conversation about a uh, vacation to any one of the destinations that she specializes in. Or
1: bagels or (laughs) cats.
0: Or beagles or cats. I think you said bagels. So, mm, (laughs) So that's me. All right. So, that'll do it. Uh, We really appreciate everybody watching and listening at home. I appreciate you guys on the panel participating. And I hope you guys have a great vacation. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.